0: The Central Epidemic Command Center on Sunday announced one new imported COVID-19 case, a woman in her 20s, bringing the nation's total to 475.
1: The CECC is also continuing to test people who have come in contact with a Belgian engineer who is now case number 469 to find out more about how he ended up testing positive and whether he should be classified as an imported case or a local transmission case. All of his 199 contacts will need to be tested. 54 have had PCR nucleic acid amplification tests. The tests that detect antibodies will probably not start till tomorrow.
2: The Belgian engineer entered the country on May 3rd and went on work assignments to Jianghua in May and June. He also visited Taipei, Yilan and Taichung and was not in the habit of wearing a mask. However, the CECC stated there was no need to announce the exact details of his itineraries.
1: For example, we know what shops he visited, the friends who
2: accompanied him and
1: the shop's employees. We would only make the relevant announcements if we didn't know this.
2: Zhuang Renxiang of the CECC said as it appears the Belgian man had been infected for 10 days the chances of him infecting others were not high in fact he had lost his sense of taste and smell in March and it is suspected he contracted the virus a while ago currently only particles of the virus have been detected however this case has still not been classified either as an imported case or a case of community transmission
3: (laughs)
1: Our nucleic acid amplification tests are very sensitive. They can detect even a tiny bit of viral nucleic acid. He was probably infected overseas. The probability of this is comparatively high. Yesterday, during the press conference, we said the possibility of community transmission was comparatively high, but now the possibility of it being an imported case is comparatively high.
2: Chen says no one will really know how the Belgian man became infected until all the tests and investigations have been completed.
1: Sunday was the second day of a memorial that has been set up at the Taipei guest house for the public to pay their respects to former President Li Denghui.
0: Taoyuan Mayor Wen-Chan, Health Minister Chen Suzong and Control Yuan President Chen Ju were some of the political heavyweights that have gone to pay their last respects to the former leader.
1: The memorial is open to the public from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. until August 16th.
2: It's just shy of 10 o'clock a.m. and already people have been turning up under the blazing sun at the Taipei Guest House with their elderly relatives and children to pay their respects to former President Lee. It's the second day for the memorial to be open to the public at the historic site. Newly inaugurated Control-UN President Chen Jiu Came to pay her respects and share some of her memories of Lee.
1: President Li's birthday is something President Tsai always remembered, and she would prepare some chicken soup and go visit Lee on the eve of his birthday. I always accompanied President Tsai. Each time I went, he would appear to be more frail. He used to be quite loquacious. And then later, I noticed that he couldn't express himself completely or say very clearly what was on his mind.
2: One of the things Chen remembered vividly is how much Li cared about the people of Shaolin Village, which was inundated in a landslide in the wake of Typhoon Morricot. Uh,
1: As a 90 year old man, he sympathized with those people. He wanted to go there and pay his respects to the good villagers who perished in the destruction. I think this is something that left a deep impression in my many interactions with President Li. I think former President Li played a critical role in Taiwan's transition from authoritarianism to democracy. The value of sovereignty that he so insisted upon deeply influenced the direction Taiwan's democracy took. I believe President Li will live on in the hearts of Taiwanese. In addition, all that he's done will be inscribed in our history.
2: As they were departing from the memorial, Chen wrote, Please transform into a thousand winds to protect the land of Taiwan and its kind-hearted people. While Zeng wrote, May former President Lee shine a light on Taiwan and safeguard democracy. Health and Welfare Minister Chen shih Jung also came and left the words, Boundless longing during the passing of a giant of our times. In the solemn atmosphere, there was a larger turnout than the previous day. All were
0: thinking about their beloved President. One of the passion projects of former President Li Denghui, who passed away on Thursday, was developing a herd of high-end Taiwanese wagyu cattle.
1: Though Li is no longer with the animals, the farm in Hualien is continuing his work. So far, the farm has raised 19 heads of Li's Yuanxing breed. The farm says it will continue working to see the late
2: president's dream fulfilled. Children hold up bottle feeders for the young calves to drink from. They are part of a 300-head dairy cow herd. The herd was raised to fund a project of Lee's to develop a Taiwanese cattle breed, the Yuanxing.
1: We've worked together with the Yuanxing house. Currently, what we've been doing is raising these dairy cows with them. How do you breed cattle breeds? How long does it take? How do you raise them? How do you mix their feed?
2: Back in 2016, Lee visited Japan's Okinawa Prefecture. There, he listened attentively to a report by the Ishigaki Farmers Association on local cattle and asked a multitude of questions before digging into an Ishigaki beef steak. Lee had wanted to put his PhD in agriculture economics to practice and develop Taiwan's own breed of high-end wagyu beef.
1: This is the bull. He's the biggest one.
2: Lee visited the scenic farm in Hualien every year to check up on the calves. The cattle were brought there from the Qingtian Gang grassland in Yangmingshan. They share ancestors with Japanese Wagyu, both originating from Tajima cattle. Lee named the Taiwanese breed after his hometown Yuan So far 19 heads of the new breed have been raised.
1: It's their ancestors. They are the ancestors of Japanese Wagyu.
2: Lee took research on the cattle's genes very seriously. He even wrote an article on the genetic relationship between Taiwan's Wagyu breed and the Japanese black breed. The article was published in the Journal of the Japanese Society of Animal Science, an authority in the field. Lee gave his everything for his cattle in an attempt to boost Taiwan's beef industry. His uniquely Taiwanese cows are just one of the manifestations of his passion for animal husbandry.
1: Tropical storm pit is gradually moving toward Taiwan and its intensity is continuing to increase. Though it will not make landfall, a sea warning has been issued.
0: The Central Weather Bureau says the storm will be closest to Taiwan from Sunday evening to Monday morning. The CWB has issued heavy rain warnings for regions, including New Taipei, mountainous districts in Taoyuan, along with regions south of Xinzhou all the way down to Jai. Heavy rains are also forecast for mountainous regions in Hualien and Taidong. In addition, areas from Tainan to Pingdong have also been issued with torrential rain warnings. After nightfall on Sunday, rain is expected to increase significantly everywhere. The CWB says the public should be wary of the wet weather when setting off for work on Monday. The Taiwan People's Party held its first summit at a gymnasium at National Taiwan Sport University in Taoyuan on Sunday.
1: Whether the attendance of the event reached the legal threshold was the focus of the media, as according to Taiwanese law, summits of political parties need to be attended by over half the party's members. And there were some doubts about whether this was achieved. Fortunately for the TPP, enough attendees were present. A total of 2,610 party members came in person, and a further 2,531 were present by written authorization, totaling 5,141 members. TPP Chairman Ke wen said the main task of the summit was enacting a party law for the election of party delegates. He wanted them to be elected by the end of the year so that the party's operations could be improved. Following Saturday's debate between candidates for the Kaohsiung mayoral by-election to take place on August 15th, an online survey put the DPP's candidate Chen Mai well in the lead.
0: However, many variables will still come into play, including voter turnout on the day, which tends to be low in (laughs) by-elections.
2: Ahead of the upcoming Kaohsiung mayoral by-election, the KMT's Jane Lee proposed a policy to develop Taiwan's rum industry. Her opponent, Chen Chi Mai, shot back that he simply couldn't understand what she was proposing.
1: I'm quite unable to understand some of the policies she mentioned. She mentioned an industry and then said the output value is several tens of billions of NT dollars She still has to give us a clear explanation of how she plans to do it and whether it is feasible.
2: According to a survey conducted on social media, they used the volume of netizens' responses recorded in real time. As the debate between the candidates was held on Saturday, Chen's online support rate hit 58%, a big win of 21 percentage points. Over his opponent, Jane Lee's 37%, Lee was criticized for seeming to be reading from a script and still stumbling over her words, and also for her evasive answers to questions. Uh, I, haven't
1: I haven't seen this data. I hope everyone can return to normal and that we can keep this election clean. i like to thank many young friends and netizens for their attention. We will work harder.
2: Even though Chen appears to be giving a stable performance, analysts within the DPP say to surpass the sum 740,000 votes he received in the 2018 municipal elections, he needs voter turnout of at least 46% and an accompanying support rate of 70%. Only then will he have a solid constituency to allow him to implement his own vision for Kaohsiung.
1: We need to be down to earth and be attuned to public opinion. So whether it's policies or visiting voters, we hope we can do this step by step and then our policies can be practical and feasible.
2: Local by-elections don't usually get more than a 50% voter turnout. Despite that, Chen is advancing steadily at his own pace. With campaigning in its final sprint, Chen is hoping to
0: solidify his support base and push for a high voter turnout. Retired doctor Paul Lin launched a YouTube channel two years ago after seeing his son do the same thing. Today, he's a self-taught videographer, film editor, fashion guru and internet sensation.
1: Last year, his success caught the attention of international clothing designers who invited him to New York to walk the runway. Join us as we meet an unlikely star of the digital age in our weekly special report.
4: During the 2019 Fashion Week in New York, a 74-year-old Taiwanese man walked the runway in a leather jacket and sunglasses alongside a group of young models. This is Lin, and he's recently soared to YouTube fame among elderly viewers. He was invited to Fashion Week after his refusal to give in to old age and his positive attitude toward life captured the attention of international fashion designers. Lin is passionate about fashion and he shares pictures of his stylish apparel on the internet. His everyday attire is fully in vogue.
5: What's popular in fashion these days is mixing and matching. You can see how the pants I'm wearing are on the vintage side. My shoes are vintage too. But the way my shirt fastens together is a more modern style. So that's mixing and matching.
3: To the city, to
4: Aside from taking photographs, Lin also shares videos of his life for fans on the internet. Every in
3: every street, there are of types of...
4: Here at this teaware shop on Taipei's Dihua Street, Lin films with his phone. He introduces the different designs of locally made wares on the shelf. Before filming his videos, he does his homework on the topic.
3: The it's
4: Introducing the unique architecture found in the Dadaochen area, Lin narrates as he films. For him, this is no small challenge.
3: This
5: I often make mistakes, but then I edit. If I make a slip of the tongue, I just practice over and over again. It's all about trying new things.
4: Lin feels that in the process of learning how to articulate his thoughts, he uses his brain and staves off aging. When it comes to filming, he gets more inspired the more he does it.
3: This a you told me that
5: my son once said to me, your eye for camera angles isn't bad. Once he even said, Dad, why don't you come be my cameraman? I Lin's son
4: is the well-known YouTuber Lin Guanting, who hosts his own channel called Taiwan Taika's Story. The channel has roughly 560,000 subscribers. The younger Lin once invited his father to join him on his channel. Lin Sr. admits that it was his son's online popularity that made him want to get a piece of the action. He even asked his son to teach him about filming, although he ended up making it on his own.
3: He
1: studied up on his own. He taught himself. All I told him was that he may need to speed up his editing because in this generation, everyone is less patient.
4: in 2017, Lin started filming and uploading his videos to YouTube and his Facebook fan page. In just two years, he got to be an old hand at everything from subtitling to adding narration and background music. He works hard to stay hip with the times because he's seen so many hospital patients lose their sense of purpose and rapidly degenerate. For him, Keeping up with new trends is a way to put off old age. When making films, he labors over the fine aspects of what to shoot, what to say, and how
5: to edit.
3: You've
5: got to exercise your brain. Among us old people, dementia is the number two cause of incapacitation. So, you have to train your brain, and editing videos is one way to do it. I encourage everyone who is entering retirement to consider being a YouTuber because the tools are quite easy to use. You can make a record of your family's history, you can document your child's growth.
4: As the human lifespan continues to increase, the question of how to live a full life in retirement has become a pressing concern. Lin believes that whether the elderly are healthy will have an impact on Taiwan's strength as a nation.
3: 国家怎么治理?
5: From the perspective of national governance, the solution is absolutely not to throw money at people who are sick or bedridden. The solution is to use policies to empower people to stand on their own.
4: Lin has discovered that there are more and more elderly like him, those who are obsessed with the internet. For example, his fans are mostly aged between 54 and 64, and they often interact with him on Facebook. Before age 75,
2: an individual is still fairly capable of learning, and they can learn how to use new technology. Given the current model of economic development, it's hard for children to live under the same roof as their parents, so the elderly can't rely exclusively on their relationships with their children. Also, when you retire, you slowly lose touch with your co-workers. So you need to find something new. Establish
4: a new network. This is very important. Lin plans to offer a fashion class for those entering old age. He hopes to recruit those 50 and older who are still in fair health. He wants to help them cultivate a fashionable lifestyle that they can continue into retirement.
3: Year, his style
5: it will train them on personal style and personal appearance. It will train their muscle groups, the mental capacity, and their ability to navigate their social lives.
4: For Lin, fashion is not just about outward appearances. It is also about having a rich inner life. Wielding his camera, Lin treks down large avenues and small alleys, capturing his personal style and recording a marvelous life in retirement.
1: In response to the flood of tourists inundating Penghu recently, its government is planning to implement a travel tax in hopes of discouraging travelers from visiting the archipelago.
0: The tax levied will be between 50 to 100 NT per person. International travel restrictions caused by the pandemic have led many Taiwanese to pick Penghu for their holidays. The Ponghu International Firework Festival kicked off on July 6th, further drawing in tourists. Government statistics say as many as 260,000 travelers visited the island in July.